You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. My motto as I get older is if you can't be good, be short. I've heard a whole lot of sermons that were neither. I've preached more than a couple that were neither. My secondary philosophy is you must have interesting sermons or interesting socks. And the socks are easier, so if I get a little boring, just go like this, and I'll lift my pant legs up. That'll, that'll take care of it. Stand with me if you would, please. Acts chapter 27, beginning verse 9. Now when much time was spent, and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was already past, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. And because the haven was not commodious to winter in, the more part advised to depart thence also of any means they might attain to Phoenix and there to winter, which is an haven of Creed and life toward the southwest and northwest. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, loosing thence, they sailed close by Creed. Not long after, there rose against it a tempestuous wind called Eurocladon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. And running under a certain island, which is called Clauda, we had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship. And fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands, strike sail and so were driven. And we were exceedingly tossed with the tempest. And the next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay upon us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from creep and have gained this harm and loss. So ladies, there is biblical precedent for saying, I told you so. Please note those words after long abstinence. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. And I like that. Would you say that with me? God, whose I am and whom I serve. Would you? God, whose I am and whom I serve saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. 
And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Better be careful whose boat you get in. Wherefore, be of good cheer, for I believe God. Hey, would you say that? I believe God. That it shall be even as was told me, albeit we must be cast upon a certain island. But when the fourteenth night was come, as we were driven up and down in Adria, about midnight, the shipmen deemed that they drew near to some country and sounded and found it 20 fathoms. When they got a little further, they sounded again, found it 14 fathoms or 15 fathoms. Then fearing, lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast four anchors out of the storm of the stern and wished for the day. Did you ever just wish for the day? As the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they let down the boat into the sea under color, as though they would have cast anchors out of the foreship, the sailors there are in this boat, sailors, soldiers, and prisoners. The sailors were going to sneak off, leave the passengers to fend for themselves. And Paul noticed it. And he said, Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall off. So the soldiers kept the sailors from sneaking away. And while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take me, saying, This day is the fourteenth day that you've tarried and continued fasting, having taken nothing. Wherefore I pray to take some meat, for this is your health, for there shall not an hair fall from the head of any of you. Your pastor and I were not on that boat. And when he thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in presence of them all. And when he broke it and he began to eat, and they were all of good cheer. And they also took some meat. Wow. I want you to see what happened here. They've had 14 days, no sun, no moon, no stars. Just a storm. The wind is still howling. The waves are still crashing over the edge of the ship. The ship is still bobbing up and down like a court. The lightning still flashes and splits the midnight sky. The thunder still rolls. But because of the words of the Apostle Paul, 276 people stopped fearing and were cheered up. We live in an era where it is popular to denigrate the value of the spoken word. Well, man's a visual creature. Television, the change seasons, the scene changes every 20 seconds or so. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words. Oh, I don't know. Give me a thousand words. I'll give you the Gettysburg Address, the Lord's Prayer, a sonnet by Shakespeare, the Hippocratic Oath, 
and I have enough words left over for most of the Boy Scout oath. Tell me any picture worth those thousand words. It is no accident, mistake, or anachronism that God has chosen to communicate his truth through the preaching of his word. They were all of good cheer. They took some meat. Verse 37, we were in all on the ship, 203 score and 16 souls. When they'd eaten enough, we did that at lunch. Preacher took me to a great Mexican restaurant. Fabulous. I accidentally got some food on my forehead. My tongue beat my brains out trying to get at it. They lightened the ship and cast out the weed into the sea. And when it was day, they knew not the land, but they discovered a certain creek with a shore into which they were minded if it were possible to thrust in the ship. And when they'd taken up anchor, they committed themselves into the sea and loosed the rudder band and hoisted up the mainsail to the wind and made toward shore and falling into a place where two seas met. They ran the ship around. The forepart stuck fast, remained unmovable, but the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. And the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners lest any of them should swim out and escape. If you're a Roman soldier in charge of a prisoner, <coughs> if he gets lost, you get killed. It's okay to bring back a dead body, but don't bring back nobody. Let's kill them all. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. And the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And it came to pass that they all escaped safe to land. And now it's 6.49. I apologize for reading so much Bible, especially right here in church. <laughs> I do want to say I'm out of a couple of books. If you want anything I'm out of and you put your name on a piece of paper and you pay the special price, I'll mail it to the church and I'll pay the postage. And also wanted to give you this guarantee on my material. Get anything you like from my table. Keep it for as long as you wish. You got to be careful in these days of inflation with your expenditures. If at any time you feel it was a bad purchase, you wish you hadn't done it, no matter how long you've had it, no matter what kind of shape it's in, <coughs> no matter what abuse you've subjected it to, you call me up, legitimate offer. I promise I will immediately tell you how very sorry I am. <laughs> Lord, <coughs> help us. Meet with us. Guide me, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. May be seated. How to wreck your ship and survive your wreck. If you want to wreck your ship, number one, listen to the wrong counsel. The centurion believed the owner and the master of the ship more than the thing spoken by Paul. See, Paul was an experienced traveler, but there was a pro. There was one who was the captain of the ship. And the centurion said, well, I'll take his advice. Now, the trouble is, Paul was not speaking as an experienced traveler. He was speaking as a man of God. Right. 
There's lots of voices out there. They're all over the radio, the television, the internet. And if you're not careful, you get all twisted into some theological pretzel by some bozo nobody would ever have heard of before social media. You got a man of God who opens the word of God and he gives you God's message Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Be real careful you listen to. Want to wreck your ship? Listen to the wrong counsel. Number two, want to wreck your ship? Go along with the crowd. The more part thought it better they leave. Did you know, I love your preacher, but I got to tell you, he's weird. In fact, all of y'all are weird. I mean, you're here in church on Sunday night. You can't do that anymore. And, and your music doesn't sound a bit like what I hear at the bar. I don't go there often, but whenever I go to try to find your pastor and get him to come home, I, I never hear this kind of music. And uh, you still use that antiquated these and thou's King James Bible. Uh, you better get with it. After all, most people don't agree with you guys. Hey, God does. Yeah. Uh, you want to wreck your ship, listen to the wrong counsel, go along with the crowd, and do what is comfortable. The haven was not commodious to winter in. Why, there's no place to stay. <coughs> it was every week. They, they don't even have a Motel 6, let, on, let alone a Hampton Inn. Motel 6 will leave the light on for you. They do that to scare the roaches away. But now they're in a wreck. And miraculously, because of the promise of and the hand of God, they all survive. What do you do if you want to survive your wreck maybe four things? Number one, the sailors are about to sneak off. And the Apostle Paul says, if these guys don't stay in the boat to be able to help steer it, none of you are going to be saved. So number one, it would apply particularly to those <coughs> in positions of leadership. Stay where you are. Amen. When the storm comes, don't run away. Something in us wants to run from a difficult marriage, run from a problem at work, run from some little issue with somebody else in the church family. My Bible says, continue thou in the things that thou hast learned. So number one is... Stay where you are. Would you say that number one is? Stay where you are. You get upset. You get nervous. You don't run away. Our music teacher is the daughter of a man, Archie Robinson, in heaven now, who played in the NFL, played for the Miami Dolphins. Second winningest basketball coach in Flint, Michigan's history. Only had one daughter and no other children. And when she left and went off to college, he just didn't feel right. He was empty, and he almost left our church. Archie Robinson was a bus captain for 40 years. He and his wife were both public school teachers 
and they were the third largest givers at First Baptist Church of Bridgeport. Not, not a business, not a huge income, not executives. And he just was unhappy, and a man came to our church, was filling in for somebody who couldn't make it. He talked about staying faithful, and Archie Robinson decided to stay. And he lived to see the day that his daughter came back after working at the college. She graduated from for some years, became our music teacher. And he lived to see the day where he watched her students play and beamed with pride. Hey, you may be upset for any number of reasons, but don't run away. Stay where you are. Hey, number one is what? Stay where you are. Number two, they uh, get the ship stuck. Back end's broken off. And the centurion says, if you can swim, jump off this ship into these roiling, raging waters and swim. Well, that's odd. I thought God was going to deliver them. And now they're being told to jump into the water and swim. This is just a story. It is not true. It's a story. I heard about a guy died, and here's what happened. He was, he was in a flood area, and he's on his porch, and the water was up to the level of the porch, and a rowboat came by. I said, Mister, this water's going to get worse. The flood's going to increase. We're here to rescue. Jump in the boat. No, he said, I'm a Christian. God will take care of me. He climbs up. Now the water's high enough. He's in his second-story window, looking out the window. A speedboat comes by. Mister, the water's going to get worse. Get in the boat. We're going to rescue you. No, I'm a child of God. You'll never leave me or forsake me. Now he's on the very peak of the roof. A helicopter comes by, drops a rope ladder, hovers over his roof. On the speaker, they say, Mister, grab that rope. The water's going to get worse. No, no. He said, I'm God's child. He promised to take care of me, and he drowned. He went to heaven. He said, God, you said you'd never leave me or forsake me, and you let me drown. Why'd you do that? And God said, hey, buddy, I sent you a rowboat, a speedboat, and a helicopter. What more did you want? Here's number two. Do what you can. If you can swim, jump in the water and swim, God will rescue you, but you got to swim. There's something about problems that paralyzes us. Right. And, and I've been in churches, and they're having a hard time, and the preacher's not going soul winning. And not visiting the people. And he's not praying. He's just kind of paralyzed and stuff. And the people are <coughs> just sort of hanging on there. Hey, I know the storm is raging. I know there's troubles. I know society is in a mess. But I got a question. Can you still do this? Can you still do this? Can you still do this? Do what you can. Quite every place I go, uh, there's preachers, not every place, many places, tell me all the limitations they have in their area. And it's funny. One's limited because they're rural, and another's limited because they're urban. One's limited because everybody's already saved. Another's limited because they're gospel-hardened. One's limited because all they have are young people. Another's limited because all they have are old people. Well, quit telling me all your problems. Jump in the water and swim. Number one was. Number two is. 
Do what you can. Number three. Now someone can't swim. And they're thrown into the water. And you know what they grab? A board. Well, whoopee too. A board. Y'all are near a lake. The Coast Guard has rules. If you have a boat, you must have one board on board for each passenger. The airline will say, in the unlikely event of a water landing, a board has been provided for No, they don't. They give you a life jacket. <clears throat> These guys got a board. What a deal. Hey, here's number three. Use what you have. Amen. Yeah. Everybody's got something. Use what you have. Amen. <clears throat> so many people have offered to let me out of a meeting. Let me not come. And I want to save your voice. Why are they taking it out Friday? I just said, nah, I'll use what I got until it's gone. Use what you have. I have bad knees. 35 years ago, the doctor said, you're ready to have your knees replaced yesterday. I'm not against it, but I've had mixed reviews about the people who've had it. So <clears throat> I'm still functioning. I'm down steps and an hour at a time on the elliptical. In fact, I'm really good at the elliptical. I'm about to start moving the pedals. <laughs> I can't jog. I couldn't jump off your platform. I'd be laid up limping for weeks if I did that. But I do what I can. Uh, everybody's got something they can do. Everybody has something they wish they were different. Everybody has some resource they don't have, they wish they had. And God says, quit complaining about what you don't have and grab that board. Use what you have. Number one was. Number two was. Number three was. And the Bible says, when some unbroken pieces of the ship they didn't even get aboard. They got a broken piece. They grabbed it, and the splinters poked into their fingers. They pulled it to themselves, and it hurt. Not aboard, just a broken piece. I wish everybody got aboard. I wish every church had ample funds to pay all of their bills and take care of all their needs and fund all of their ministries. I wish every home had a father and a mother. I wish everybody was able to pay the bills without worrying about keeping the lights on, keeping the mortgage payment made. I wish everybody could spring out of bed healthy and active, fully in control of all their faculties. But sometimes you just get a broken beat. But I want you to notice some on boards, some on broken pieces of the ship, and these escaped all safe to land. So number four is take what you get. Somebody said to me, Brother Lett, you ever wonder why you, you're trying to serve God? I said, no. 1.9 million people get cancer every year in America. 
Why should I have any different? By the way, God didn't give me cancer. Adam and Eve gave me cancer. Wasn't part of God's original plan, but God intends to use it for his good and for his glory. Take what you get. Let's try it again. Number one was. Number two was. Number three was. And number four was. Take what you get. I'd like to sail without storm or gale on a smooth and placid sea. With a gentle breeze that my sails would seize and achieve my destiny. <coughs> now then, no sudden squall on my ship would fall or make dark the midday sky. Nor the thunder crash or the lightning flash till I reach my port on high. Never troubled seas or contrary breeze, just smooth sailing day by day. Not a storm to face, or my smile erase as I journey on my way. Never blown off course by the tempest force. Not a bit of strain or strife, only light and peace. Never joy decrease as I sail the sea of life. But the lightnings flash and the waves that crash interrupt my travels fair. And my path I've lost as my ship is tossed and my life is filled with care. For the raging sea brings no peace to me. And the land seems far away. My poor ship will break. And no headway make. And it's dark for many a day. Now all hope I've lost. As my waves I'm tossed in the violent troubled sea. It's all done I think as I start to sink. Then a broken piece by me. Though I cannot swim. And I'm tired of limb, and a board is not my lot. I will seize the peace for my grip release. For you see, <coughs> it's all I've got, yet not really all. For on him I call, and upon his word rely, that I'll make it o'er that peaceful shore in my mansion by and by. So remember, friend, when things break and bend, and your journey's really tough. Though the storm won't cease, you have broken peace. And with Jesus, that's enough. Stay where you are. Do what you can. Use what you have. Take what you get. Lord, would you make it so that sometime from now when we've forgotten who said it or where we were, we would remember not to listen to the wrong counsel. Not to go along with the crowd. Not to take the way that's comfortable. But to stay where we are. To do what we can. To use what we have and to take what we get. Help it be so in our lives, I ask. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.